Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. God loves you. God loves you. Yes, you, each and every one of you, of us, from the youngest to the oldest, tallest to shortest, thinnest to fattest. I'm very thankful for that. You could say, he's just that into you. Most of us know this, don't we? Most of us believe this. We've heard it most of our lives, whether we've been in church for decades or weeks. We get told often that God loves us. But when was the last time you heard God tell you this? When was the last time you felt God affirm you and his feelings for you? (coughs) Words are powerful, aren't they? Mother Teresa uh, is quoted to have said, kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. How true is that? Kind words can have such impact on us. The simplest of words can lift us from the darkest places. It's even biblical that we should use them. Ephesians 4.29 in the New Living Translation says, Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Like any good parent, God leads us by example too. God loves speaking affirmation over us. You only need to Google God's words of affirmation and you will find pages of pages of his affirmations over us. Please don't misunderstand me. I completely know some of us um, struggle uh, in hearing positive things about us from other people, let alone the creator of the universe. I don't know if many of you are familiar with love languages. This is a really interesting tool to work out in which ways we speak love. The love languages are categorized into five different languages. Quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and words of affirmation. For me, I receive love best through physical touch and quality time. But although getting better, I really struggle with words of affirmation. If you are anything like me, then as soon as you hear something positive said about yourself, you immediately counter it with something negative. You did fantastically today. Yeah, but I didn't do this. You look lovely today. Yeah, but I don't feel it. You're growing in this area so much. Yeah, but I need to work on this as well. Today I want to challenge us all to remember one thing when it comes to affirmation, be that from God or others. No buts. The time will come for stretch. The time will come for our buts. But we need to work on the affirmation. (coughs) It has taken me years to learn this. In fact, I only properly learned it about eight months ago. As many of you know, I recently finished an internship here at Burlington. It's called Form, absolutely. It's called Form, and if anyone is considering considering doing it for next year, you should. Do come and speak to me, Claire, uh, who runs Form in Ipswich, or Becky or Dan, our interns for this year. But a shameless plug for Form aside, as part of Form, the interns are an active part of the staff team here at Burlington. And as such, we were invited to take part in the team huddles. During one of these huddles, we were told to spend a short amount of time listening to God 
to hear what areas of our life he wanted to affirm us in. He went around the room sharing and got to me. I shared my affirmation, closely followed by a but. Something I felt I needed to work on. Something I did need to work on. But Claire politely stopped me mid-sentence. And with a lovingly frustrated look on her face, said, no buts. So swallowing every urge within me not to accept this affirmation, I concealed and retracted my butt. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) One T. It's a one T, all right? (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Related to the same exercise, but this time ask God to highlight our stretch, what we needed to work on. No Instagramming that, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) After all, God wants us to grow and improve as well. There's no question about that. And if we always sit in affirmation and don't seek and accept the challenge, we will never grow and will become far too self-centered. So today we're going to delve a little bit further into God's affirmation of us. But, no buts. Earlier we heard God's truth through Jeremiah. Jeremiah was one of the major prophets in the Bible in the Old Testament. He began his ministry in around 600 BC. And the majority of writings were done around the time there was a lot of turmoil in the Old Testament. Jeremiah was prophesying destruction and also rebuilding and restoration. Throughout this time of judgment, God was still affirming his people greatly. That no matter what goes on around them, he still loves them and is still looking out for them. As verse 3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. So as we start, let's talk about who. Who will God affirm? It's quite simple. It's all of us. We are God's chosen people. Verse 1 says, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they will be my people. As Christians, we are part of God's family. We are his people, and nothing can get in the way of that. We can't choose who is in our family, but this time, it's a good thing. If you aren't a Christian here today, I just want to affirm you that God still loves you, and he wants you to hear that. And he will still affirm you as his child. And I'm afraid you can't be counted as one of his people until you make a commitment to follow him. If you want to know more about making that commitment, do come and talk to me or find someone else in a green lanyard to chat to or head to the prayer room at the back where some of our guys would be happy and we'd love to pray with you. And what? What will God affirm? Well, that depends on us individually. We're all individual and we're all different. Some of us need to hear God affirming who we are and our characteristics. Some of us in what we do. That what we're doing uh, is good and worthwhile. Sometimes we have no idea what we need affirming in. But thankfully, our Heavenly Father does. Verse 10 says, He who scattered Israel will gather them and will watch over his flock like a shepherd. A shepherd knows each of his flock by name. They see different characteristics in them, different attitudes, different behaviours. God knows us. He knows everything about us. He knows every hair on our head. The numbers on our head don't equal the love he has for us. Another thing I'm very thankful for. (laughs) You're laughing far too much at that, Carrie. If he knows us that well, then surely he is going to know what we need affirmation in. Seek him in this, and he will come through for you. Where will God affirm us? It's a a bit of a strange question, I know. But basically, wherever you are. Wherever you are when you take time to listen to him. God is omnipresent. It's just a big word that means he's everywhere all the time. 
We don't have to be in a church building to meet with him. We don't need to have our eyes closed to pray. God will affirm us wherever we are when we seek him and make the time to listen. Verse 9 says, I will lead them beside streams of water on a level path where they will not stumble. Whether we feel scattered and far from him, or as though we are walking hand in hand on level ground by the streams, he is there with us, eager to speak truth and love over and in us. Why will God affirm us? Because he loves us. It's quite simple. He thinks about us. He knows our innermost being. If you need to confirm that, just read Psalm 139. It just shows so much about us, about how how much God knows us. Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and you follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great to understand. We're told to call him Abba, Abba Father. The Hebrew would nowadays translate quite simply into Daddy or Papa. I take it for granted that I have a very loving, earthy father. I know not everyone does or did. But God, but if you give God a chance, if you really give him a chance, he will be that loving father figure to you. Somebody you can call Papa, Daddy, and Abba. I'm not a parent, but I know the bond between a parent and a child is something that cannot be matched. I once had the honour of trying to explain to a friend of mine just how much God loved them. And just how much God loves us, even when we do things that we shouldn't do. This friend of mine, she has a daughter, so he spoke about the love she has for her. And no matter what her daughter did, no matter how upset she made her, she would still do anything for her, including laying down her life. This is exactly how God thinks about us. There are times we do things wrong and times we hurt him, but he loves us all the same. There is nothing we can do to make God love us any more, and there is nothing we can do to make God love us any less. Just think on that for a minute. There is nothing we can do to make God love us any more, and there is absolutely nothing we can do to make him love us any less. How awesome is that? And that, that is why God will speak his affirmation of love over us. That is just why. Let's move on to when. Just as where God affirms us doesn't have to be in church or with our eyes closed. Similarly, we don't have to be in a good place for God to affirm us. God's love for us is not dependent on us. That's quite good, isn't it? Not on our physical or mental well-being. Not on how good we have been or not. God loves us. He just does. God designed the church for broken people to come to and be healed. Surrounded by your church family can be one of the best places to hear, see and experience God's love for us. Verse 8 of Jeremiah 31 says, See, I will bring them from the land of the north 
and gather them from the ends of the earth. Among them will be the blind and the lame, the expectant mothers and women in labor. A great throng will return. They will come with weeping. They will pray as I bring them back. God will affirm us by bringing us back to him, no matter where we are and no matter the state of our hearts. And that is a promise you can take to the bank. Even in my darkest times of depression and anxiety, God has always fought for me. He waited for me and has drawn me back to him and whispered his love over me again and again. Sometimes he's even had to shout it out over me in order to drown out the anxious internal monologue going on inside my head, telling myself lies. Either way, he will find a way to affirm us. We just need to be looking and listening for it. But as for when in a time way, God is not limited by our concept of time. He doesn't go to bed with the sun and put all prayers or prayer requests to a voicemail machine. He's always at the end of the phone waiting for us to pick up and give him a call. Don't hesitate. Make that call. Send up that prayer and ask him to speak over you, and he will. Just make sure that the lines of communication are open both ways so you're able to hear what's coming back. How will God affirm us? There are so many ways God can affirm us. I think it's important to recognise that how God affirms us, uh, how God affirms one of us, doesn't mean that God will do the same for anyone else. It's personal. It's between us and God. Similarly, we don't have to go seeking the wackiest way to hear God affirm us, when the simplest option may well be best. This definitely isn't an exhaustive list, but here are a few ways that I, others I know hear God's affirmation. Firstly, the Bible. God gave us the Bible for a reason. We can read God's truth in it. Jeremiah 31, verse 3, it says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Everlasting means the same today as it was yesterday and in days to come. The Bible is full of these timeless promises. Sometimes God will speak to you directly. As Simon mentioned last week, some of us find it much easier than others to hear God's voice directly. But with time and patience, I believe we can all learn to hear God. Some of us hear him in a loud voice. Some, like me, hear him in the still small whisper. This means for me, I need peace. I need no distractions and something to focus on before my brain's, brain fills with noise and I struggle to filter out and hone in on his voice. Sometimes God speaks to others. I struggle with words of affirmation from people and I find myself thinking like, why would they say that to me? And they can't really mean it. Or what do they want? They're only butchering me up for a favour. Why are they complimenting me? But often God will use others to speak to us. Learning to receive these words well is really important. After all, receiving from others blesses them with the opportunity to give. Some people like drawing and painting. They don't have to be Leonardo da Vinci to hold a pencil or sweep a paintbrush across a canvas. But God is an artist. After all, he created us all. And I believe there is some artistry in each of us. Give it a go. Pick up a pencil and start something. You never know how God might speak to you through it. I believe we have responsibility to tune into and to listen to God's affirmation on our lives. He loves us all and we love him, so why wouldn't we want to? Similarly, we then have responsibility to speak his words of affirmation onto those around us. I began with some words from Mother Teresa that kind words can be short and easy to speak out, but their echoes are truly endless. Let's share those words of affirmation on those around us. Let's make sure we share what we share echoes endlessly and is sweet and good and godly. 
as with all good Burlington talks, uh, we need to consider two things. What's God saying to me and what am I going to do about it? Kind of the tagline for Burlington. So what's next? For us as a church, I think God is telling us to learn to receive his affirmation well. To accept the compliments given to us by others. To listen to God's affirmation spoken over us and to root ourselves deep in the promises and truths of his word. So what are we going to do about it? Well, as I come to finish, uh, we, I, we, I'm going to have a challenge for you. It's a daily challenge I want you to do for at least seven days. I want you to set aside five minutes each day to sit aside and listen to his aff- affirmation. But remember, no buts. Find some space to listen, whether you need peace to hear his voice, a Bible to read his promises, or a pack of paints to paint his truths. Make the time to hear him. I promise you, it'll be worth it. He might say the same thing every day. He might say something different each day, but I can guarantee if you tune in to him, he will speak to you. He will speak over you in some way. After all, he made you, and you are very good. Then talk to each other about it. Share your experiences, both your struggles and successes. After all, we're all in this together, aren't we? And if, after all that, you need a hint at God's ultimate affirmation over you, remember that Jesus isn't the reason for this Christmas season. You are. Because of us, God sent his only son down to earth as a baby. And that is what we celebrate this time of year. Jesus coming down to earth, not just to have a good time, Not just to see what all the fuss about being a human is, but so that Jesus, God's one and only son, could become human. So that he could die on that cross for our sins. But, the only but I'm allowed to stay allowed today. But the story doesn't end there. Three days later, Jesus rose from the grave, defeating death once and for all. So we wouldn't have to take the punishment for our sins. And that we can share eternal life with our Heavenly Father. That is the ultimate affirmation. That God so loved loved you that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him will not perish but will have eternal life. How is that for an affirmation of just how loved and important you are? No matter what you think of yourself. No matter what lies your brain tells you about you. God knows the truth. He made you. He knows every hair on your head. I want you to know the truth about who you are in him and just how much you are loved. If you do struggle to hear God and the negative thoughts about yourself creep in or the buts keep coming, try reading through this love letter from God to you. It's compiled wholly from verses throughout the Bible. You don't need to remember this or write it down. I'll get it published on social media so you can look at it. Or if, you, if you're not online, grab me and I'll print out a copy. But let these words wash over you and seep into your heart as I read them out. If you want to close your eyes, do so. Otherwise, just do sit and listen for a minute or two. You may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I am familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered, for you were made in my image. In me you live and move and have your being, for you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you 
when I planned creation. You were not a mistake, for all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and when you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant or angry, but the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you, simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider and I meet all of your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts towards you are countless as the sand on the seashore and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul and I want to show you great and marvellous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart, for it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine, for I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day I will wipe away every tear from your eyes and I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth, for I am your Father. I love you even as I love my son Jesus, for in Jesus my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you, I gave up everything I love that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me, and nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father, and I will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you now. Just as we sit in those words, I'm going to pray for us. And the band are going to come up. We're going to sing a song that has these words in the chorus. You are God and you are good. You are for us and not against us. We will trust in your ways. You are the hope for our future. We depend on you. Let's sing these words together from the bottom of our hearts. That we would know God is good. That he is for us and not against us. And that we depend on him. When we depend on him, he comes through for us. But we have to have to, sur- to surrender to him. We have to stop searching for our affirmation in the world and sit with him, letting his gaze meet ours as he pours his love over us in complete abundance. <laughs>